Welcome into another episode of the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. This very special episode is being brought to you from Duckburg. Uh, we are down in Duckburg right now, um, having a ducky time, and I cannot tell you how exciting this is for me. Samantha, hello. Hello. Um, so we're in we're 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 in Duckburg. Isn't that exciting? Are you excited? It is. I'm I'm waiting for my turn in the money pit. I know. Just go go for a swim. Um, mm-hmm. Before we, before we get too in, too into it, uh, you can find us at thegbbpodcast.com or on Twitter and Facebook at thegbbpodcast. Um, and Samantha is joining me this week, as I, I, I want to say as always, but uh, it's not always. It's just it's becoming <laughs> pleasantly um, pleasantly common, I guess we should say. Well, I am. If nothing else, I am pleasantly common. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Foot in mouth. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how have you been? Have you been good? Everything's life is treating you well in the pleasant world of pleasantly common people. Uh, you know, in the world of pleasantly common people, I think I'm um, becoming pretty uncommon. If that makes it no, <laughs> uh, I'm just I've been having a good run of things. Things have been going very well for me lately. So excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, you know who's not pleasantly common? You see what uh, I'm doing here? Uh, you don't I'm see what I'm s- doing here. Kate McCucci. Uh, Kate McCucci uh, uh, is pleasantly I, I, I uncommon. Was going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, she's uh, definitely not a common person. No. No, we. She is just just delightful with a capital D E. Delightful. Um, we talked to her this week. Uh, she is for those of you don't who don't know. She's the voice of Webby. She's the new voice of Webby on the rebooted Ducktales, and um, ju- that's why you know if you didn't get the whole connection with Duckburg at the beginning, yeah, that's what that was about. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we talked to Kate about. Uh, DuckTales and her initial uh, auditioning for it and a whole bunch of other stuff. But my goodness, is she ever charming? Oh, gosh, yes. She just, she's one of those people that, that well, she talks really fast, right? Yeah. But she's saying really, really interesting things and in a very, very fun way, if that makes sense. Um, and I didn't want to stop talking to her. And I'm not going to lie for the most part, especially when I've, you know, been socializing with someone for an hour or two, most of the time I'm good. We we can wrap this up and I can move on. Um, But when, yeah, when our time was up, I was actually like, oh, I know. I just wanted to keep talking to her. She's so fun. I tell you, I listened to a couple of their interviews that she gave and they were both sort of like really quick radio spots. And, you know, when you're on the radio, like not podcast, but like radio that's actually scheduled with commercials and whatnot, they they have specific amounts of time that they can have for each each segment. And she was talking a mile a minute. And I had just assumed it was because she wanted to get all of her answer in with the time that she was allotted because maybe she only had three or four minutes for that interview. But my gosh, my gosh, no, even with us, you know, it was just a mile a minute and it was just, it was just the, the thoughts and the ideas were just spilling out and you could tell that it was just, it was just, just coming from this place of pure joy. It wasn't like, I'm going to talk real fast so I can get done with this. It was just, <laughs> I'm so excited. I want to share everything with you. And it was just, I, I said it before and it was just delightful. 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 I, I, I love the pronunciation there. Delightful. 
Now, Sam, are you a fan or or have you listened to the music that she does with Garfunkel and Notes? Not probably not everything they've done, mm-hmm. um, but when I catch something new, I, I, I'm not I'm not going to lie and say, "Ooh, I follow everything." Yeah, um, I don't. It's more a timing thing. But whenever I do catch something new, I will take the time and I will watch and listen to it, and I'm usually very very happy that I did. Um, I did watch their new one, the uh, Both Sides Can the, Laugh. Yes, that one and. Yeah. It made me dizzy. That's so. That's where I was going with this because when I when we we asked her in the interview about how she remembers all the words because their songs are so wordy, and that song, um, if you haven't listened to it, just go. You can go on their website. They've got the video up for it. It's called "Both Sides Can Laugh." So let's all get together and embrace the other half with this song where both sides can laugh. If I want to see Spire to transpire, stop preaching the whiny lefty choir, embrace the climate change denier, give every joke a qualifier with harmless responsible comedy where we all feel good about our choices that recognize everyone as equally valid political voices. Comedians should be on the medians, put a premium on obedience, be through with mental acuity, find unity through ambiguity. All this complaining and exaggerating is actually just exacerbating the futility and hypocrisy of the left-wing aristocracy. But my gosh, that song, so wordy. So it's just, and it's, it's not even like chorus, verse, chorus, verse, you know, it's just, it's just like uh, rapid fire. It's just an eruption of words. Of. <laughs> yeah, rapid fire eruption of words that's just spilling out of their mouths. And they're and it would it'd be one thing if they went like it, if it was like Kate and then Ricky and then Kate and then Ricky. But no, it was both of them in sync together the entire song. Unreal. I don't know how they do that. I mean, you can hear me speaking right now. I'm pretty <laughs> slow and laid back when I'm talking. Well, yeah, <laughs> depends, depends on how much caffeine and sugar I've had. But for the most part, I'm pretty slow, methodical speaking. Um, but I don't mind when other people speak fast, right? Like, or quickly, I should say, when they're fast talkers, speak quickly. As long as I can pick up everything they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm able to with the two of them. Yeah. So that's good. But... I almost feel like I should be panting after I listen to things like that. Because, uh, like, my adrenaline gets up. Like, they're going to mess up. They're going to miss something. Mm-hmm. Something's going to happen. You know, and you're just like, uh, yes, they did it. And you're like, whew, whew, I can relax now. I know. If there were such a thing as, like, ears panting, that's how your ears are after every one of their songs. But that one's especially. Panting ears. Yeah, and and I've I've liked some of their older stuff. I I like how they mix it up a bit. Like they'll they'll do one thing that's just for everybody's consumption. Then they'll do something that is so not politically correct. Mm-hmm. Stuff you don't want your children to hear. <laughs> and and I like that. I like that they can do both. They can play both sides of that and do it yeah. well and still be funny and still be entertaining. Absolutely. So we're going to go we're going to go right into that now. We talked to Kate Micucci. Um about uh, DuckTales and Garfunkel and Oates and a whole bunch of other stuff. So listen and enjoy. Kate, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's just, it's just a pleasure to have you. Um, I heard oh, that. For having me. I heard that when you were a kid, that you wanted to be a toy designer. So, how does 
wanting to be to work in toys leads you to comedy, acting, and music. Yeah, who who doesn't want to be a toy designer? I mean, the the ultimate dream for me was to live in a loft in New York and design toys and have a trampoline in my apartment, you know. Uh, and so I was just working towards that and uh, started sculpting a lot and making puppets and then voicing voicing the puppets and then kind of realizing that. I don't know. I was a very, very shy kid. And over the course of college, I definitely kind of came out of my shell a bit. And so, um, so yeah, I think, it, you know, in the beginning, I, I couldn't even imagine performing or doing anything that I do now. It was my dream, but I didn't think I'd actually do it because I was too shy. Yeah. And then, and then it, you know, I, it somehow all clicked. But it really was um, me designing toys and, and doing, uh, doing a lot of sculpture that led me to puppetry, which led me to what I do now. It led you to being a duck. <laughs> it led me to being, being a duck, which that is, you know, I, I feel like there are so many sentences I can say about things in my career, you know, things I either uh, sing about or, you know, that I'm like, oh, to anyone else, it sounds so weird. But yes, I am a duck and, and I'm so thrilled about it. <laughs> so how, how, do, how, um, how does somebody go about auditioning to be a duck? Like how, what, what goes through your mind when you're walking into the booth for that? Well, I, I spent a lot of time at a couple duck ponds. I really like, I, you know, I interviewed a few of the ducks there, kind of tried to get in their head. No, I, um, you know, I was super excited. I was a fan of the show from when I was a kid. In fact, I used to get those uh, Disney magazines. And I remember I had, like the one with like with the whole DuckTales crew on it. And I just thought, oh, man, like, I, you know, I, I can't believe that now I was getting a chance to audition for the things that I, you know, watched when I was younger. So, so yeah, I was just excited about it. And, and I think that actually lends lends itself quite well because uh webby is a very enthusiastic very excited character she's like you know sort of bonkers in every way so any kind of nerves slash excitement i had toward auditioning for webby i think it worked to uh you know it helped me out to get to the character because she's she's in the in the best of ways you know she just she's so happy and excited all the time and that's kind of how i felt about auditioning So, uh, Webby or Webigail Vanderquack, that is quite a name. Um, yeah, so, to be proper. <laughs> so she's kind of the duckling that, I don't want to say nobody remembers, but she's sort of an afterthought. It's always Huey, Dewey, and Louie, right? And and then, obviously, um, Uncle Scrooge. But how do you feel that with this version of it, that they're making her more memorable and integral as part of the actual Adventure Club, as opposed to just kind of kind of being the tag along that she was more thought of in the original. I, I mean, it's so, it, it's something that had to happen for sure. You know, I feel like she wasn't, you know, a big part of the show in, in you know, the original series, but, but I mean, especially, you know, it, it makes total sense. And I mean, I, can I, can I say the word badass or can you believe it? I don't Absolutely. Know, can we say badass? Can. Yes, you can. She's a total badass. And, and she really, uh, she, uh, like, you know, runs the show sometimes where she has these crazy ideas and she's constantly tr- trying to solve, you know, whatever mystery or whatever, you know, adventures uh, happening. And so, like, I feel like she's just, she's running the show half the time. And I think that uh, it's really kind of thrilling to be able to voice that character because it's so important to have, you know, obviously very important to have female uh female role models and i think webby's a really really great one like she's just uh she's as crazy and fun as the as the guys and maybe even uh can be a little bit even crazier and louder in, in a good way so um yeah i i'm just thrilled that i get to to voice that 
I, I was about to say person, but duck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I think back to when I watched the original DuckTales, and we will not go into how old I was when I watched that, um, Webby was a little annoying to me. Um, and I think from a lot of, of cartoons out of that era, the sister character, and there was always just like one, right? It was a bunch of boys, and there was a sister character who was there to spoil the fun, get the boys in trouble, or foil whatever their plans were. And that's not the case so much now. Um, yeah. Was that, was that something that was... the case. That, I feel the same way. I mean, did they discuss that with you? Like, hey, we've got this whole new take on Webby, and she's going to be a full part of the crew, and she's going to have her own ideas and her own adventures. I mean, was it pitched to you that way? It was a little bit. They, you know, they explained that in the beginning. You know, she she wasn't really uh, as much a part of the the show. And I think you're right. Back back then, there were a lot of just like annoying little sister kind of character. You know, like that kind of feel of a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, I just think it's also just a uh, a sign of, of where we're at in the times and, and the fact that, you know, we're really being much more aware, thankfully, to have way more empowered women on shows. And I think she's one of them. You know, she's just a it wasn't it wasn't anything I had to really um, think about. Like, I wasn't like, oh, man, now I have to how do I act like, you know, I, I, it's, it's so, uh, you know, it's just like a fun, thrilling thing to be like, yeah, man, she's here and here, you know, like just kind of like. When I'm in the booth, I just sort of really go for it, and you know. Um, so it's, uh, I think maybe just coming from a, a place of being, you know, a woman trying to make my way through the world, I'm able to put that into heavy in some way. But uh, yeah, I think I think that it was really, uh, you know, definitely had to happen, and I'm so so glad it is happening, and it's, it makes me really happy. Like even last Halloween, there were so many girls dressed up as Webby, and uh, a lot of them were sent. Uh, pictures through through the internet to me and it's just really exciting to see that happen do you do you think that it was easier to update her because this was a character that didn't really have this 70 year history behind her and she really had never broken out of ducktales you know like the the nephews and scrooge and donald like they exist across so many different media cartoons movies uh you know video games but Webby was very isolated in the DuckTales world. So do you think that because of that, that made her easier to update so drastically? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, at least for me, you know, I, I do a few other characters that, uh, well, uh, one in particular that's been around for like, you know, 40 some years. And so like, you do want to be mindful of, of, of that usually. And, uh, and so, you know, just to honor honor the actresses that have done it in the past and things like that. But with with Webby, yeah, she she wasn't fully formed as a character. Just not even not not because of uh, acting, just because of what material was already existing of her. So yeah, I think I just basically was able to um, be very free in in deciding where I want to take her, and also you know being guided, of course, by our voice director and, and the creators of the show. Um, but I think it's been really fun for all of us to just find her and make it, make it, uh, it's been really seamless. Like there hasn't been, uh, there's never been, no, I don't think she would do this. Like, it's like, you think, okay, well, let's do that. You know, it's like really fun and exciting. And, um, uh, yeah, every time I'm at a ducktail session, it just sort of feels like I'm, uh, like, like running free. It's a very good, fun time and very creative and, um, and collaborative in every way. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's been just really just 
fun That's more than awesome. anything. That's awesome. Um, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't realize about the original version of DuckTales, uh, we had Rusi Taylor on the show, and she actually did the voices for all four of the kids. She did Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby. Um, and she had a distinct voice for each, but sometimes... That's a long day at work and to remember what your voices were for they're just yeah. slightly different pitches um when you guys the four of you got together I see a video i wonder if there's footage of her doing that somewhere that would be so amazing to watch it really would there must be there must be footage somewhere or, i yeah. don't know <laughs> um but when the four of you got together for this version how intentional were you guys in trying to make the four voices more unique than they had been before well, you know, I think they, that was really one of the things that they said to us is they didn't want us to try to, to mirror anything that had existed before. You know, they just want us to, to be, you know, find the truth of the character and, and do our thing with it. So I feel like, um, you know, it's been like that for us, we don't get to record in the room together. Like, unfortunately, I wish we did more group records just because I love these actors mm-hmm. so much. But because everybody's so busy we often just record separately. So that's one of those things where I, you know, look at our voice director, Sam, and, and I just make sure that we're, you know, we're not crossing over in any way or stepping on anyone's toes. But really, I never I never feel like it's a thing. We're, we're just sort of doing our own thing, and we're all, we all have such distinct takes on our characters. So, you know, it's um, it doesn't seem to, to be uh, ever a problem. It's just more like we go and we do our thing. And, yeah. and I, of course, I'm, I, you know, knowing those guys, uh, so well and loving them so much that it's easy for me to picture what they're doing, even if it's maybe not exactly what they're doing. But like I can be like, oh, Ben would do this, or Danny would do this, or Bobby would say say it this way. So, um, yeah. yeah, and those guys are just so much fun. Yeah. Um, all right, so we put Webby and Velma together. They're teaming up. What kind of a show do we have? <laughs> oh, we definitely have a mystery show. <laughs> have, like, a mega mystery show happening. You know, they're both characters who want to solve, you know, whatever whatever mystery is happening, whether it be like some weird, you know, monster mystery or, you know, I, I think uh, it, that would be the ultimate, actually. I would, I've never thought about that. Those two together would like, I think the show would be over in two minutes because they're just both so smart and enthusiastic. <laughs> they'd solve the so there would be no mystery. <laughs> No, they would already yeah, know. It would be like little shorts. Somebody should make that. That'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be in Velma like, well, figure that one out. You want to go go to a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, absolutely. That has to happen. We need to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you real quickly about, um, about your music. Uh, I'm not a musician, so the idea of memorizing dozens of songs to perform in a concert is so alien to me. But your songs with Garfunkel and Oates are so incredibly wordy. How do you keep them all straight? It is very weird. First of all, I will say I'm not a lyric person. I'm much more a melody person. And Ricky really, like, we will brainstorm on on a subject for for months, and then we'll start to form what we want to say. And then Ricky really puts the first draft into, you know, lyrics, and then I go and do a melody, and then we kind of come together and we sculpt it. But the thing is, I don't hear lyrics. When I'm listening to the radio even, I just, I don't know the words to even Christmas songs. I'm, I'm not great with it. So the fact that I memorize the most wordy, crazy, like, it's just really repetition and an oddly muscle memory, too, because... Uh, just the other day, Ricky and I played the comedy store, and we were like, wait, do you want to play Frozen Lullaby? And we are like, we haven't played this live in a year and a half. We haven't played it together in a year and a half. But 
we just still had it in our bodies. Like we were able to, we just did it. <laughs> yeah. It was great. So it's sort of amazing because these were, these songs are so, so wordy and yeah. yet we're able to just kind of keep them in some sort of like safe in the back of our brain where if we need it, we just grab them and it's super fun. And we really have a good time singing together. Um, I wanted to ask about kind of like what might be upcoming for you. We've talked a lot about what you've already done and what you're currently doing. And since you do so many different things from singing and voice acting to television now, um, what's one thing that you haven't done that you that you want to try? And do we have anything maybe coming up that you can share with us that, that maybe we can look forward to from your work? The one thing that I really want to try that I think um, inevitably, like, we have to just make it happen is that Ricky and I always talk about writing a musical together, um, like a full stage musical. And so mm. that is my, my one of my big dreams that I'd really like for us to do. And so, yeah, it's something we talk about a lot. And um, we're still trying to figure out what exactly it should be about. So it's, it's far off, but we'll figure that out eventually. <laughs> it's something we talk about a lot. And then... Um, you know, and then, so that's like, that's the far off dream. And then, uh, as far as like upcoming things, well, I, uh, I'm working on something. I actually really can't talk about it, but I've been writing and, um, I'm super excited about it. And I guess I can't say much more other than, uh, than that really. <laughs> something oh, okay. and we're excited about it. Top secret. <laughs> Web and right. Velma would know what I was talking about right away. They'd be like, oh yeah, we, we put some clues together. No, no. <laughs> I am clearly no Webby or Velma here. I'm just like, okay, no, so I she you, can't I tell me. I no context clues. I just don't want to get in trouble. So I, I can't really tell you uh, much more than I've been writing something, and I'm excited to put it out in the world. Oh, well, then I will only ask, roughly when will we get to know what this project is? Is it this year, next year? You know, that, uh, I would, I would, hmm, I would probably guess early, uh, early next year. Okay. So um, it might be probably at least like, you know, early, early 2019. It would be my, my hopeful guess. So fantastic. Oh, Kate, thank you so much for your time and good luck with the rest of DuckTales. I hope it lasts a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, me too. I hope so too. Thank you so much. And this was really fun. Nice talking with you guys. Same here. Take care. Candlelight and moonlight all around us I look into your eyes You hold my hand underneath the table And I can't disguise the way I feel I could have wished a thousand wishes For this night I can't believe That it's finally me and you And you and me, just us And your friend Steve So Sam, what do you I'm assuming we're about the same age So I'm assuming you watched DuckTales When you were younger, the original I I yeah. did. Now, you had a very good um, take on it. And like, so Webby, the original Webby, she was there and she was always I, kind of part of the adventures that the, that the Huey Dewey Lily went on. But you're right that she was always sort of there by accident or because she stowed away or because something happened and she just ended up with everybody else and she wasn't supposed to be there. Um, and she did end up just sort of being that annoying little, even though she wasn't a sister, that annoying little sister character. Did you, I mean, did you mm -hmm. like her when you were younger or did you think of her as an annoying character? She did not annoy me. Um, but I, you know, thinking back and refreshing my memory, cause it has been a couple of minutes <laughs> since I, I was a kid. Um, 
I, I, I really meant it when I said she was kind of the forgettable one. I, she's not the one that I remembered however many years later. How long has it been? 20 yeah, some years? I don't even know. I don't even know how long. Um, I mean, I knew she was there. I couldn't even remember her name, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, and I remember Huey Dewey and Louie. Sure. Everyone does. Um, but I remember thinking, uh, really, it was more unfortunate that she kind of had to force her way into the mm-hmm. adventures. And then she was a part of them and often saved yeah. the day, uh, to be honest. But it was one of those things where she kind of had to f- weasel her way and the boys didn't want her there. And that always drove me crazy then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it still does now. Um, and I like that that's not quite the case yeah. with the new one, that she really is more of a, a central character. Yeah, this absolutely. Time. Um, she kind of reminds, now that we're talking about it, it's kind of, uh, the same archetype, I guess, the same the same role as Penny from Inspector Gadget. You know, she was the one that Gadget never mm-hmm. wanted her around and she always had to hide away in like inside of a case or something, but she was the one who solved absolutely every every crime, every mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Those exactly. hidden women that are solving all your boys' exactly, problems. Exactly. Um, at this point, I mean we I mentioned in the and when we were talking to Kate that um, we had talked to Rusi Taylor on the show. And if, for anybody who hasn't listened to that, go back. Um, if I had been done better research, I'd be able to tell you what episode it was. Um, but Rusi Taylor is not only the voice of Minnie Mouse, um, but she is she was the voice of Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby on the original DuckTales, which kind of blew my mind. I didn't know that until I had done started doing research um, before talking to her and, uh, yeah, when you, and then she did the voice, I think for us on that, on that episode, but, uh, she, uh, like Kate said, like what, what an amount of work that was like, my God, could you mm. imagine going into the booth for an episode of DuckTales and like Scrooge is in it, but Huey, Dewey and Louie are in a, a that good chunk of every episode. And if she's got to do all four of those, like, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exhausting is what that would be. And and then to, to make each one unique, and we talked about that a little bit, you could, you could tell if you paid attention that it was the same person. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't know, you might not have picked up on that. And it just, uh, you know, I have no idea how many takes they did, you know, how much of, of an episode did she record in one go. But as someone who <clears throat> often waxes on and on <laughs> with her voice in various ways, um, I can tell you after about mm, two hours or so of how you and I are talking, you know, there's some give and take. I'm quiet a bit. You speak even that level of it after about two, two and a half hours, you mm-hmm. start hearing it in my voice. Yep. And that's with resting while you're speaking. So I, yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. I am I'm too. Impressed. I am too. And it was episode 47, so it was way back. But uh, if you if you want to listen to it, please <laughs> go back and listen to that because it was a really great talk we had with her. And she's Minnie Mouse, really. I mean, what's not to love about her? She talk about another just sweet, just delightful person. Rusi Taylor is she's just magic. Um, but Ducktales um, rebooted on the air. I hope it sticks around, man. I love, I, I was worried about it, you know, just like you hear these things, it's coming back, getting rebooted. I was worried they were not going to be able to do it justice, um, but uh, they're doing a good job with it. And I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised. Plus, I mean, the voice cast is phenomenal. We can't, 
can't beat who they got for 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 everybody. I mean, come on, David Tennant is Uncle Scrooge. What's what's not what's not to love? I I, I wish David. I Tennant wish David was Tennant uncle, was everything. That's all I can say. Really. He's my everything. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty. Yeah, I'd have to say he's up there. And and I have to confess, just a little segue off into, or I guess I should say tangent. Um, when I watched Doctor Who, which um, I watched the originals, like when they were on like public broadcasting back mm-hmm. when I was younger, uh, quite a few of those. But then I did not watch the new ones until just about two Two and a yeah. half years ago, maybe three. I, I'm not sure. Uh, somewhere in that realm. That's the first I ever saw yeah. of David Well, it was Tennant. the first a lot of people saw of him. Because that was, I mean, it, he was, I mean, so uh, I'm blanking on his name. Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston was the ninth. And so he was the one who rebooted it for the modern age, mm-hmm. I guess, whatever. Um, so he, but he was only mm-hmm. in it for one season. And then Tennant really is what made that show take off and shine. Um, and I feel like if they had not gotten him, if they had gotten somebody else that wasn't as wasn't as good an actor, as charming, as pleasant off screen, and as frankly as good looking as as David Tennant is, I feel like Doctor Who might not have become the phenomenon it became now. I mean, obviously it's been around for decades, but I don't know that it would have been such a success now with the reboot had David Tennant not come in as the 10th Doctor. That's a good point. And you mentioned that he's good looking. I'm not going to disagree with you. For for a skinny European <laughs> guy, he's not bad. Um, but I think what it is with him is he's so, for, at least for me, definitely not a bad looking guy. Yeah. He's just so personable. Um, and, and and I'll kind of bring us back to our real topic at hand. That's what it is for me about Kate. She's she's a person. I felt very much like I was mm-hmm. talking to a person about something they happen to do for a living. And I love those conversations with people. And um, when they just kind of share what's going on <laughs> and are kind of open about it. Um and they, they seem to relax a bit and we relax and it was it was just a wonderful conversation. Yep, I agree. And if you love listening to those kinds of conversations where you just talk to a friend or you just talk to somebody who happens to be doing something amazingly creative with their life, hit, hit subscribe, come on back every week. Uh, we have those conversations every single week. Um, and uh, you could do a lot worse than having the Great Big Beautiful Podcast in your podcast queue. So hit subscribe, thegbbpodcast.com. Uh, the We're on iTunes, uh, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at the GBB Podcast. I am at The Roarbots. You can find me on Twitter at, at Samantha Fisher. And we will see you guys next week. Take care. Don't know how we found it. Did somehow all the moments of our lives were leading up to now? I used to feel uncertain, but now I realize when I want to see my future, I just look into your eyes. Too vast to hold and too small to name. It's no wonder why you have to stand between the rain and the sun to see a rainbow in the sky.